0: What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Prime Time. I am your host Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com/dallas. And as always, remember that Prime Time is brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, though, let me know in the chat, what do you think about what I'm about to say? What do you think about this possibility from one to ten? How possible do you think it is for the Cowboys to go back to back to back offensive picks? in the 2023 NFL Draft. Obviously, we know that the Cowboys have a very solid defense. I would say a over the last couple of years. They've let the league in takeaways. First time since the, since the steel curtain that that happened. So let me know in, in the chat from 1 to 10, how likely is it for the Cowboys to go back-to-back-to-back to back to back offensive picks? Three offensive players in the 2023 NFL draft in the first three rounds. Let me know in the chat. What do you think about that? Uh, Shout out to the people, by the way, joining the show. We've got Gregory. We've got Toxic Tom, Stephen White, uh, Katharina, as always, on Facebook. Jeff, Charlene, Evans, Blue Dabs, saying hopefully Mo's 16th birthday cake will be an ice cream cake. This is Blue Dabs. Okay, let's see some of your answers here. Andrew just said yes. So let's let's take that as a 10. I hope so, says Stephen White. Katharina goes with an 8. Toxic Tom says 10. We are taking three tight ends in a row. Holly says 3. Uh, open it up, says Andrew. Jeff goes with 0. Very likely, says Bruce. Gregory goes with 1. I would say 8, says Ines. Gilbert goes with 8. Pretty, pretty high numbers. I'm going to go with a low one. I'm going to go with maybe something like I'm going to go with a with a four. And this is not against taking offensive players at all. It it would just be like the board has to fall a certain way for that to happen in the first place. So I'm going to go with a four just because I think that it is unlikely for the board to fall in a way in which you are completely convinced about taking back to back offensive players like this is not only about who do you want what needs do you want to address it's also about what the other 31 nfl teams do in the first place so i'm gonna go with a four however i'm bringing this question up because this is exactly what happened in the latest espn mock draft and it is a good one because this is not todd mcshay making all the picks by himself or Mel Kuiper making all the picks by himself. Instead, it is the two of them alternating pick-to-pick for the first, second, and third round of the 2023 NFL Draft. And in it, they've got the Cowboys doing exactly that. Uh, I called it the Texas Mock Draft on adzsports.com because they take two TCU players, by the way. You might start guessing... Who these two guys are because you could be talking about Steve Avila. you could be talking about Quentin Johnson, maybe Kendra Miller, the running back, maybe somebody else we have not discussed too much. But in this case, the Cowboys go with a wide receiver in the first round. That is Quentin Johnson. And I kind of like this pick. Uh I've gone back and forth on it. I don't, I don't know if he's like, you know, a a guy that was very consistent on tape. I think there were several body catches in his tape too in TCU. One of the few players that I watched during this whole process, you guys know that I'm not a big draft guy that watches every single prospect, but Quentin Johnson, I watched and he does seem a little bit like he has this boom or bust kind of collegiate season, at least in 2022. Some very good games, some very bad moments as well. But what you like about Quentin Johnson, what you should like about Quentin Johnson if the Cowboys end up picking him, and I do believe he has to go in the first round in order for this to, to take place, but what I, what I like about it is the fact that he's got the size. We've talked a lot about Jonathan Mingo on this show because he was one of the first known 30 visits for the Cowboys, and he's a name that has been rising consistently as we get closer and closer to the 2023 NFL Draft. One of the reasons why Mingo could go in the second round, and some people say that he might even be a first round shocker towards the, near of the, uh, the end of the first round, is the fact that Mingo has got the size. And if you look at this wide receiver class, size is very short in supply. So the demand for size is going to be pretty high this year in the NFL Draft. And Quentin Johnson brings you that. that He brings that to the table. If you want to have a pass catcher that can win vertically, that can win uh, these 50-50 balls and can have that uh, catch radius, Quentin Johnson might be your guy, even with the body catches, right? So Quentin Johnson, I would say, good pick for the Cowboys there. Uh, let's keep in mind that McShay is... Right in line with the whole thing of, you know, the Cowboys are going to have none other than Michael Meyer in there if he's available. You know, Brugler has a tight end for the Cowboys. McShay as well. Kuyper as well. I'm actually not sure about uh, McShay on his own. But, yeah, the point is many insiders believe the Cowboys are going to lean tight end if one is there at 26th. Talking about Meyer specifically, I think he's the one that we've heard about the most. Uh, Dame Brugler mocked him to the Cowboys as well today. And he his comment was, as one source said, it, if Meyer is there, I don't see the Cowboys passing on him. So Quentin Johnson at number 26, the Cowboys do get a tight end. And I'm going to scroll down a little bit here. I don't want to make you all uh, dizzy. So if you want to close your eyes, that's fine. But I'm going to go all the way down to pick number 56, which is the next time that the Cowboys are on the clock. A lot of big names off the board by then. Drew Sanders, John Michael Smith. And now the Cowboys get, uh, excuse me, pick 58, I meant. Now the Cowboys get Sam Laporta, tight end out of Iowa. Let me tell you something. Laporta is more of a receiving tight end than anything else. In fact, he was a three-star wide receiver prospect out of, out of high school, going into college. And, and you know, Iowa tight ends have had a pretty decent track record over the last few years in the NFL, adapting to the pros. Sam Laporta could be next in line, but he's a sure-handed catcher. He could have a very solid role on the Cowboys in his first season as a, as a rookie tight end. And we've talked a lot about Jake Ferguson. We've talked a lot about Peyton Hendershot. You know where I stand there. Even though I loved what those two rookies did for Dallas last year, it is also very true that they did very little. Peyton Hendershot didn't have those production numbers. I mean, of course, he was tied in three essentially for Dallas. But Jake Ferguson, who we saw significantly more playing time from, still played 37% of the Cowboys 2022 snaps last year. So to assume that the Cowboys have the perfect replacement for Dalton Schultz, if they don't draft somebody in this draft uh, might be wishful thinking. That's, that's where I stand kind of like we, we know a little bit uh we know a little bit about Jake Ferguson, but we don't know enough. So do not rule out that the Cowboys might be looking at tight end. As a much bigger need than what the fan base kind of is interpreting between the lines. So Sam Laporta could go to the Cowboys at 58th. Keep in mind, this is another riser as we get closer to the 2023 NFL draft. So he might not be there for in the first place. But anyways, just so we can get through the first three picks that take this offense to another level, in my opinion. Let's get all the way down to the third round when the Cowboys have the 90th pick Cedric Tillman goes to the Cardinals here at 66 we see other uh, Tucker Kraft goes to the Raiders Tucker Kraft can be like the poor man's Darnell Washington of this draft in my opinion because he's another guy with the athletic traits that you would be looking to develop that you would be looking to turn into something special but he's not as special athletically as Darnell Washington, who is out of this world. Luke Schoonmaker goes at 88, uh, 81st to the Lions. Anyways, the Cowboys already have their tight end. They already have their wide receiver. Now they get their number two running back. So just this would be quite controversial among Cowboys fans because a lot of Cowboys fans are against the idea of taking a, a tight end a lot of people are against the idea of taking a running back. Dak Prescott included. Maybe we'll get into that tonight as well towards the end of the show. But he, the Cowboys get Kendra Miller from TCU in this scenario. So that is two TCU players to the Cowboys. And obviously Miller would be like this explosive player that might not be very refined, especially in things like blocking, etc., But he could be a very decent number two behind Tony Pollard. And you would have some sort of insurance as well in there moving forward. Because as you guys know, Pollard is under the franchise stack. He already signed it. So there's no walking that back at all now. And now Dallas is in a position in which we don't know what will happen beyond 2023 with Tony Pollard. They paid a big contract to seek in 2019, they kind of regretted it. They had to live with the consequences of that for a while. So now we don't know just how aggressive their shift will be when it comes to veteran running back contracts. Like, what will they offer Tony Pollard? What will he be looking for in 2024 when he becomes an unrestricted free agent, if that happens in the first place? But my point being, we don't know how much longer Pollard is going to be around Dallas. And it would be kind of crazy to assume that he's a lock to stay in the long term. I don't think that is guaranteed at all. So if you take a running back in the third round, you're probably thinking at that, that Pollard is not going to be around for a lot longer. Because salary cap wise and team building wise, it might not make a lot of, a lot of sense to pay him a big contract. So that would be the mock draft. From Kuyper and McShay. We're going to kind of talk more about what this approach could look like. But you get a first round wide receiver in Quentin Johnson, second round tight end in Sam Laporta from Iowa, and then Kendrick Miller, running back from TZU, back to back to back offensive players. Listen, it might not happen. It might not happen exactly with these players too. But would you like or dislike this approach? Forget about the players specifically. Would you like or dislike an approach in which the Cowboys make back-to-back-to-back offensive picks and kind of try to build what they have realized can become a problem late in the year and what can become a problem against playoff defenses like the San Francisco 49ers defense that for two straight years, has kind of punched the Cowboys in the mouth a little bit and has kind of made it evident that this is not a a fulfilled offense yet. Let me know in the chat, what do you think about that? Would you like or dislike it? And before I get to that and uh, before I give you my answer and before we move on to what Dak Prescott had to say about Ezekiel Elliott recently, let me talk to you about our friends over at Freeman Mazda net because as always we must discuss the people who make this show possible and that have had a family-owned business for over 65 years we're talking about freeman mazda who you can visit over at Irving, texas in their car dealership or you can check out their website over at freeman in there you can browse through their wide range of new and used vehicles you can also see the features of every car. You can also see pictures of the outside and inside of every vehicle. And as we do around this time on Prime Time, I got you. We're going to talk about the ride of the week. In this case, it is the new 2023 Mazda CX-50 2.5S Premium Plus All-Wheel Drive. This one starts at 38000 820 dollars it's got a sunroof all-wheel drive a wi-fi hotspot which is obviously a game changer and heated leather power memory foam sitting on a miles per gallon capacity of 24 when you are in the city that goes up all the way to 30 when you are in the highway so make sure you check it out over at freemanmazda.net the ride of the week once again at freemanmazda.net So would you like or dislike this sort of approach? Let me see what you guys have to say. Oh, man, I think I'm going to sneeze. Whew. Nope. Looking like I won't. (laughs) That's always, that's always. That always sucks, that feeling, man. (laughs) But okay, we're fine. We're fine now. All right, wait. Here we go. Dislike for Sugar Daddy Williams. Dislike for Holly and dislike for Charlene Evans. Toxic Tom says, unless we only take tight ends, dislike, obviously, a little bit of sarcasm in there. Gregory goes with dislike too. Who else we got around here? John goes with, uh, I agree, but have to be able to protect him first. So kind of, you know, yes, go with offensive players, but give me an offensive lineman in there. Holly says, (laughs) oh, no. (laughs) Forget about what Holly says in the YouTube chat. <laughs> Who else is around here? Uh, like for Gilbert Rodriguez. Katharina says, like for me, they said they want to build around Dak. Go get him targets. And that is fair. That is fair. Um, I like it. I like <laughs> People are bullying me to reading the comment from, from Holly. But hey, I I like. I like the mock draft. I like the idea of really trying to build that offense. I'm going to say that I would be kind of concerned about leaving behind some high defensive talents though on the board. So I would be kind of concerned about that. However, however, uh it would make sense to surround Dak Prescott with more weapons. Man, it's hard to it's hard to Look back into 2022 and see what the Cowboys wanted to get out of that draft. And that was mean, physical players. Now you're looking at, because the 49ers bullied them in that wildcard game two years ago. Now you look at what happened months ago and you go, oh, they bullied them, but in a, in a different way. They took away CD Lamb and that was it. The Cowboys lost that game because they were not getting separation. Dak Prescott was not having a good day, and it just went all down the drain. The defense did its job. They did what seemed like an impossible task and stopped Debo Samuel. They stopped Christian McCaffrey. They stopped George Kittle for the most part. I know you're thinking about one particular play, but for the most part, they stopped Kyle Chenahan's offense, what no one thought was possible. However, the offense just could not get it going. And I'm, I'm thinking like if the Cowboys front office took such a specific approach to the 2022 NFL draft in which they were looking for that unique trait, which was just overall nastiness, be a nasty player and keep my team from being punched in the mouth, like happened in that wildcard game. I'm wondering if they are approaching this 2022 NFL draft, 2023, excuse me, in a way in which says, we need to get Dak some help, period. Period. That is the one priority. The board has to fall a certain way, but I could see the Cowboys having that kind of a mentality going into this whole thing. Uh, Anyways, some winners and losers of this quote-unquote Draft class, talking about the mock here. Uh, winner, obviously, you would get Dak Prescott. You would get, a, a as a loser, maybe Jake Ferguson because he's in line to become a starter unless the Cowboys pick somebody at tight end, which seems like it's bound to happen. Uh, but if it doesn't happen in the first two rounds, maybe Jake Ferguson does not get as much competition at the position. But if they do get a a Darnell Washington, even... Michael Meyer, Dalton Keygate might uh, might be the two most immediate upgrades at the position. But Ferguson is not going to have the, the sole starting job. At the very least, he's likely to have to compete for it. And if, if Sam Laporte is drafted in the second round, then that would be the case. I would look at him as a loser out of that pick. Uh, Dak Prescott as an obvious winner. I think that CeeDee Lamb would be a winner, though, because... Contrary to what would happen at tight end, getting him Quentin Johnson is getting him more help in terms of what happens with the pass coverage for the opposing team. He would get friendlier looks. He would not be as easily double teamed, racket, whatever you want to call it. Seedling, I would get friendlier looks, so I would call him a winner as well in there. But anyways... Sugar, Sugar says, defense wins championships. And listen, I grew up hearing that all my life. In every sport, too. Like, not even in football. That's kind of that's being disproven, though. So, I, I wouldn't mind the Cowboys go all in on offense trying to build a, a better team. And when I say it's been disproven, over the last few years, you have gotten teams that have become champions with... Top five offenses or top five defenses? One of the two. That is the one thing that in my opinion, you do need to win a championship. A legitimately elite unit. I would much rather have an elite defense or an elite offense and a decent, like if I have an elite offense, let's call it a decent defense, than have a very good offense and a very good defense, if that makes sense. I would much rather have the elite unit because that is what has made the difference. And when I say over the last few years, I'm talking about over the last two decades, maybe. Scorecasting is a great book. They have a chapter on it. So make sure you check it out. Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. Stephen White says, we need a big X. That could be in the shape of maybe a Quentin Johnson. Not in the shape of his A Flowers not in the shape of a Jackson Smith and Jigba, who's not falling to number 26, but like just to make the exercise here, maybe not even in the sense of Jordan Addison, I would say. Quentin Johnson might be the one guy that brings you that big size. Uh, Jonathan Mingo as well, but he's not a first round prospect, not likely at least. Holly says, Mo, I am sorry, but we need a couple of dominant blockers. And if you can get that, I'm going to ask this to Holly. Uh, Could that include a tight end too? Like, could it be an offensive lineman and a tight end? I do think that offensive line is kind of a need that I'm very scared about. I'm very scared about the offensive line. Because if this is the way the Cowboys go, (laughs) and they go wide receiver, tight end, and running back, even if those are the best players available... I would be pretty, pretty worried about what's going on with my offensive line. So I don't, And we had an index card show about it. We had some fun with it. I just think there's a huge void at left guard right now. And I don't know who's going to play it. I don't know who's going to be your off, your left guard. I don't know how I would feel about turn still being it. Maybe that's just smoke screens being thrown around. does not look positive, though. Does not look promising is the word. Anyways, you could say that in that way, the offensive linemen could be losers out of that monk, uh, mock drought from Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay. The fact that they're not getting help at the guard. And you know what they say? You're only as good as your worst offensive lineman, which is obviously uh, the case most of the times when you are facing a monster on the uh, on the opposite defense that can line up everywhere. Like, for example, Micah, maybe Aaron Donalds, all of that. Josh Ball is already a loser says Toxic Tom. John says, Peters is 40. Tyron Smith is coming off an injury. May I add, Terrence Steele might not be ready to go right away. Might I add, you know, the fact that Tyler Viadish is Good, he had a good 2022, but also it's not like it's not like he's on the same tier as Zach Martin and maybe Tyrant's made in his prime, that kind of stuff. Like, he's a guy that needs help, in my opinion. If you have two, three question marks on your offensive line, that's not something to be excited about. So I, I see all of you saying that the Cowboys need offensive line. I agree with it too. It's just a matter of what's on the board as well when you are on the clock and kind of frustrating that the Cowboys did this in back-to-back gears i i kind of hate that personally the cowboys let connor williams walk say what you want about connor williams i will pound the table time and time again with this he was a starting caliber player period you don't want to say he was good you don't want to say he was very good at the very least he was solid and solid in the nfl is not an insult you need solid players to, to win in the NFL. You need solid players to build a roster. Most of your players are average, and that is fine. So that is why the word replacement exists, like in wins above replacement, because maybe a replacement player is not what you want. An average player, you know it's part of your roster. So they got rid of Connor Williams, who was his starter, and then they didn't bring back Connor McGovern. I didn't love personally, but still he was a starter for your team. So it kind of like it's a little bit frustrating that back-to-back gears the Cowboys have willingly created a need at left guard. We'll see how that plays out anyways. Moving on a little bit here on the show and we're going to get more in-depth on this on tomorrow night's show which will be a little bit differently. Uh, I'll, I'll explain why when we get to the one cool thing, I've got like three cool things. I'm going to cheat a little bit when we get to that segment. For those of you who are new to the show, uh, you can start thinking about yours. That is our feel-good segment in which we all share uh, one cool thing, maybe a bit of news, etc. Something personal, professional, sports-related, or not sports-related, whatever you want it to be. So start thinking about that before we get to the one cool thing. But Dak Prescott said the following. In an Adam Schefter podcast, he said it about John, uh, he said, uh, excuse me, he said it about Ezekiel Elliott. I have not listened to the full interview myself. I will later tonight. But John Machado from The Athletic tweeted this quote out in which Dak Prescott is quoted saying, that sure would be nice when asked about the possibility of Ezekiel Elliott returning to the Cowboys. There are a lot of people, not only on the team, but in the organization that would love that. I'm sure Sikh would as well. Hopefully that could happen. Seems like an innocent quote talking about a teammate. But if you break it down, I think it's interesting. There are a lot of people, not only on the team, but in the organization that would love that. And then this, this second sentence is key to me. I'm sure that Sikh would as well. Like, Seek won't be won't feel bad about the Cowboys wanting to release him. He wouldn't feel bad about bring, uh, being brought back on a cheaper deal. And, you know, Dak and Seek are kind of best friends. Like, uh, I mean, it's not like he's talking about just any other teammate. And what I'm most curious about is, you know, when I see you, and we'll talk about it tomorrow night actually I see what John says what somebody else said who, who else was it like John said six numbers dropped the last five years right just make sick a fullback says Mark Aaron toxic Tom says I've been over six since 2016 forget about what you think of six numbers and forget about what I think of six numbers what The team thinks of six numbers. Forget about all of that. About whether the Cowboys should have drafted Jalen Ramsey, blah, blah, blah. What I'm really curious about with this whole thing is if this is something that Dak Prescott kind of internally pounds the table for and he gets his wish. The way that many other franchise quarterbacks have gotten their wishes on other teams. Very intrigued to see if that is something that Dak would pound the table for and if he would make it happen. Like, bring back my friend, period. Especially if Dallas walks away from the draft without a day two running back. Because if the Cowboys take a day three running back, like maybe if it's a fourth rounder or even fifth rounder, but a sixth or seventh round guy might not keep this from happening. That's all I'm saying. And yeah, I agree that offensive line makes you running back, as John says, and all of that. But I'm just curious about the Dak Prescott demanding it part of things. We'll talk more about it tomorrow night, but I just wanted to toss it out there because, you know, it's been circling social media. And I didn't want to wait until tomorrow and have it be quote unquote old news. I wanted to mention it tonight. I wanted to to get that thought out there. Because Dak has been, I don't want to say that he's been insistent on it, but he's been, he's been openly and publicly upset about the decision and saying that hopefully that could happen. That is not saying, Hey man, in the front office, uh, I'll let them do their thing. I would love for it to, to happen, but it's not up to me. That is one thing. And usually Dak Prescott is pretty, pretty good when it comes to PR and when it comes to being politically correct, all of that. He's oftentimes, he's like, oh yeah, my agent takes care of my contract. Oh yeah, that's the coach's decision. Oh yeah, that's the front office's decision. With this, he's been a little bit different. And obviously, he's his friend and everything, but hopefully that could happen It's a strong statement, in my opinion. We'll see how it all plays out. Very curious to see what what happens there. Let's see here. Let's see here in the chat what you have to say. Tommy915 says, I'm telling you guys, Toxic Tom loves guys until they put a star on their helmets. Give it a year or two and he'll find a reason to hate Micah. And yet, I'm going to call BS on this. Not on Tommy's comment But on Toxic Tom, and I'm going to deal with with love. Toxic Tom knows that I love him, and I appreciate him, as always. Toxic Tom is emotionally hedging. (laughs) He loves everyone on the Cowboys, and he loves every Cowboy. He's emotionally hedging. Tell me I'm wrong, Toxic Tom. Tell me I am wrong. Because someone that hates... All of the Cowboys players and, all, and, and everything that the Cowboys do does not tune in to multiple Cowboys shows on the daily in April, in May, in June, in July. <laughs> so so I'm, all, I'm on to toxic here. I'm on to toxic. This is not the first time that I think about this. I've thought about it for a while. <laughs> He's in facts mode. <laughs> there you go. I figured him out. I have, figure we're toxic somehow. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll see how it all plays out with Seek. I hate Jerry Jones, though, more than any other player. Th- okay, that that part, I believe. Even more than Kelvin Joseph. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. I- I'm glad we got that out of the way. I- I'm glad we 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 got that out of the way. Anyways, before we get out of here. Let's talk about our one cool thing of the week. For those of you who are new to the show, this is where you share one cool thing, whatever you want it to be. It can be something personal, professional, sports related, non-sports related, whatever you want it to be. I've got a couple, maybe three. So I'm gonna cheat a little bit tonight. I'm gonna give you three cool things. My first one, and this is an NFL-related one, sports-related one, Damar Hamlin. What a story. We know that he came back. We know that him being okay is the biggest thing that could have happened when it comes to Hamlin. But now we're also figuring out that, you know, he did a lot for the community and, and will continue to do so for sure. But today... Brandon Bean, Bill's general manager, revealed that he was a part of the workouts for the team. He is fully cleared by three specialists who are all on the same page on everything. And the Mara Hamlin is back after a life-threatening situation. So that is pretty damn cool. Had to say it. One cool thing of the week. There you go. I'm going to read some of yours before I get to my other ones. Texas Rangers baseball. This is Mark Aaron, number one on the division, if I'm not wrong. John says just became a grandpa, so that is another cool thing. That is awesome there. Bruce says one cool thing: I got around to some good yard work today. Stephen White says bluebell ice cream is on sale. Oh man, was I just got? <laughs> I, I might have been got Damn it It happens, it will happen every once in a while <laughs> See, it's kind of tricky It's kind of tricky Anyways, Hamlin Yeah, Hamlin is awesome news I almost got locked up But didn't since Holly <laughs> I worry about the dude. He seems like a great guy. This is Mark Aaron. I don't want that happening to Hamlin again. Sugar Daddy Williams is Hamlin. And the and the lion emojis. My number two cool thing of the week. Oh, oh I did not got. I, I did not get got. Toxic Tom, thank you for that. I thought that I was... All right, there you go. <laughs> My second one cool thing of the week is that I got to do... A, oh, I missed one. I missed one from Joey Vella. Let me try to find that one very quickly. Oh, man, I cannot find it. Oh, I live I live in South Padre Island, Texas. is happy, Joey Vela, uh, next to SpaceX. And this rocket is going to be crazy if it launches. Man, watching a rocket launch in person seems like a very cool experience. So shout out to you. Uh, My number two cool thing of the week is I got to do a five-episode series for the NFL. It's a podcast slash video podcast series. It's called The Ghosts of the NFL Draft. And it's kind of like explainer stuff for beginners or kind of casual fans. Also some history stuff. So I talked about the Cowboys computer back in the 60s from Gil Brandt how it revolutionized the, the draft world. We talked about Peyton Manning and Tom Brady's drafts, how to evaluate prospects, all of that. It happened on the, and just to be clear, the NFL in Spanish channel. It's the official channel of the league. It's called Mundo NFL. So it was pretty fun. And then my final one cool thing, and I'm still, I still have some to, to read from you, it has a lot to do with tomorrow's show. It's not going to be a live show. I'm essentially going to publish the Freeman Miles list out of the week segment. And that's because my girlfriend is graduating from college in in like a few, in a couple of months. And tomorrow night, she's up for an award and she has this big event. She's going to sign the degree, all of that. You guys, if you, if you watched Primetime last year, you kind of saw me go through a similar process. She's up for an award that's gonna one-up my award by the way i think i think she's gonna win it so wish mrs mrs mo as we call her here on prime time wish her good luck in the comments i'll show them to her for sure if if she's not already watching so yeah anyways i'm sorry for cheating i just had to bring it up let's see some of your cool things before we get out of here and we'll get out of here i promise gilbert says my grandson magic man and his team they won, and they're headed to regional. Let's go. That's a one cool thing. John says, coolest thing in here is, is you, Mo. Hey, I appreciate it, John. I appreciate it a lot. Charlie says, hats off to all the cool things of the week. My grandson started walking. Says, tommy 5 Let's see. Let's see if I missed some. Holly says, Mo, just changed the name to a bunch of cool things. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to do it. I had to do it. It's been a good week what what can we say (laughs) toxic tom says no mo you tell your girlfriend this is what comes with the territory of dating a celebrity she will understand uh i don't think she would uh, and i wouldn't miss it for the world (laughs) thank you thank you everyone thank you everybody i know that i cheated a little bit i know that i cheated so now that we can close uh, the three cool thing segment. I will see you all tomorrow here on ADC sports, Dallas prime time. Thank you so much for tuning in. It was a good show. We have not done a 40 minute show in a while. So kind of felt good. Thank you everybody. Thank you for the wishes. I will show her all of them. Uh, thank you. Juan Daniel. Thank you. Tommy toxic Holly Ines, Mark Aaron, we want to see you draw a picture of your girlfriend, Mo. <laughs> I cannot do her like that. <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, see you tomorrow, 8 p.m. Central. As always, primetime brought to you by our friends. FreemanMazda.net. Make sure you check out the Ride of the Week. Nos vemos el día de mañana. 8 p.m. Bye-bye.